Welcome to the Brain Trust Driving Change Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Bloomfield. Whether you're a leader, a coach, a salesperson, or even a parent, this podcast focuses on how to leverage the science of decision-making to help you become a more impactful communicator and a driving force for change. Welcome back to the Driving Change Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Bloomfield. And for all of those who are just desperately seeking an outlet from their quarantine, we have another wonderful episode today uh, with a guest I'm excited to have on. I've been looking forward to our guest, Tina Anderson, who is the co-founder and CEO of Just Thrive. And we're going to learn more about that business in a little bit. But as you all know, my listeners, uh, we're going to learn a lot about Tina first and foremost. So Tina, welcome to the Driving Change Podcast. Thanks, Jeff. I'm excited to be here. Now, I know that, you know, the listeners don't know that we do this pre-show and we learn a lot about each other in the pre-show. And I did a little bit of research on you ahead of time as well. And I've got my crack staff who always sends me little tidbits. And so I probably know more about you than you think that I know about you, but I won't (laughs) surprise you with too much stuff here. Uh, But what we always like to start with is a little bit of your why, a little bit of your origin story. So where did you grow up? Where'd you come from? Who, Who was that driving sage in your life that really taught you a lot of those early early beliefs. Tell us a little bit about that story. Yeah. I grew up in a suburb of Chicago and um, my, both my parents are immigrants. They came here from Serbia. And so they were, and then I had, I, I mean, I grew up with my mom and dad. I had two sisters and we were, I was super involved in sports. I love playing sports. And my, my grandparents were a big part of my life. We were Similar to you, Jeff, my grandfather, my grandparents both were a big part of my life and um, just loved, you know, their story. I loved hearing their stories of coming to America and, and what the sacrifices they made. I could hear my mom's story about coming to America over and over again. It was pretty amazing. And one of the things I always found interesting about my parents now as an adult that I look back is that they came to this country and just loved being American. You know, so many of their um, Serbian friends that came over, they really hung on to like speaking the language of the home. And, and sometimes I wish they had, so I spoke it better than I do, but they just were really about, they loved being American and they loved giving their kids every opportunity that they could give them. So, um, that was sort of where I started. Isn't that amazing? You think about, you know, our generation, you know, we were all born, most of us anyway, we're all born here. Uh, now, some weren't, but many of us were, but our parents or grandparents and then their parents, we talk about driving change. And you think about the amount of change that the previous generations have went through just to get somewhere where they could actually provide an opportunity for future generations and what they endured yeah. is pretty, pretty impressive. It, it blows my mind every time they tell me these stories. You know, my mom always says people in this country really don't suffer because I mean, there is suffering going on, but, you know, they could at least go to a, a garbage can and find some empty food scraps. Like there were no food scraps in the village she grew up in. You know, there was just such a different, different, you know, upbringing than I had um, compared to hers. Yeah. Now we're, we're all suffering, right? Because we're all quarantined because of the coronavirus. And right. our version of our <laughs> yeah. version of suffering is, hey, is the Wi-Fi working? It, yeah. Is everything st- <laughs> Our kids are suffering because they have to take online classes. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's oh my gosh, what are they going to do, right? <laughs> so true. So true. So tell me a little bit about, um, I read some things about your dad and he had this air about him that was known for positivity. And you picked up a little bit of that positivity from your father. Tell me a little bit about that. 
Yeah. I mean, I used to wake up every morning and he would wake me up every morning and say, Tina, you're getting better and better every day in every way. And, and I'm like, oh my God, you know, stop, leave me alone. I just want to go back to sleep. And he would just, you know, wake me up and, and always tell me how, you know, we know what are you going to do today to make yourself better? And you're getting better and better. And he would sometimes even splash some water on me to like be funny. And just, he just had this air of positivity all around him. And he actually used to have me read um, books and like make books on tape for him. And because he found it much like he'd like to work out and he, like he was so ahead of the, you know, iPod craze and all of that. And like the headphones, he would always have me read books and and put them in the tape recorder. So I think subconsciously I got all these messages from like Wayne Dyer, Norman Vincent Peale, Joseph Murphy, all these incredible authors and great thinkers. And I think subconsciously they kind of came into me, you know, because I was like, are you kidding me? You really want me to do this? But he just loved to learn. And he was way, way ahead of his time. Now imagine, Tina, imagine if we would have known back then <laughs> that you were becoming the audible.com of your day. Like exactly. you, you were the voiceover. You could have done, you could have, you could be a multi, multi gazillionaire right now with all these books on tape. I know, I know. Oh, well, what are you going to do? What right? are you going to do? <laughs> now, now for the younger audience listening out there, she said recording on, on like a cassette tape, <laughs> you all might not know what that is. So they used to be these. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love that concept. And, and I imagine, I'm sure when you were a teenager, you loved it when your dad would barge in and tell you how great the day was, and, right? I'm sure that <laughs> the I'll... whole world's crashing around me, you know, and he's like, it's great. Find something good in the day. Yes. That's awesome. And so I think about, you know, my teenage daughter's a freshman in college. She's home obviously right now. And then a freshman, my son's a freshman in high school. And then my youngest daughter is a first grader. And my, my oldest daughter, we have a really good relationship, but Sometimes dad's a little bit overwhelming, right? Because I'm, I'm Mr. Let's go. Let's go. What are we learning today? What are the wins? What kind of wins do we have today? Uh, well, I made it through my online class and I got a shower. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the winds have changed dramatically, right? Dramatically. Versus they, they were even a couple of months ago. So, so, t- so then tell me a little bit about you grew up in this idea that, you know, positivity, positive. You're also a big mindset person. Yeah. And the idea of, you know, your, your mindset can really determine what you can, you know, the inputs determine the outputs kind of an idea. What's your philosophy on mindset? Yeah. Well, it's funny because I think now that I look back, I realized that I really did have this as a kid. I mean, I used to always visualize my life of being marrying this wonderful man and having children and living in the suburbs and having this great life. And I just, and it, and now that I look back, it, it just happened. You know, I'm married to the man of my dreams. I'm, I, I just, I, we've been married 27 years almost now. And every year gets better and better. It's, it's amazing. And now we run a business together and we have these three amazing children and who are now adult, two of them are already adults. And it's just, I, I don't know. I, I really create, I manifested my own future and I didn't realize I was doing it. I just, I, now that I look back, I realize I just, I always envisioned it all the time. And so I'm a huge believer in visualization and manifesting and, and being careful with the words that you choose when you're creating your future. And um, it's not just using positive words. It's really just more about knowing what you want in life and just putting it out there to the world. Um, I, I think that's really the key. Yeah. And I, I've been around so many great leaders and I've been around a lot of great guests on this podcast. And one thing is consistent. The most successful people that I've been around, they have a positive mindset and, and they're able to almost speak those affirmations 
uh, out there, like you said, put it out there. And some of them have a strong faith, and others are, are, you know, maybe don't, but they all have one consistency, which is their their mind. They control their mindset. Yeah, and, and, and they want to reframe it into you know, what you can accomplish. And you you had the support of of parents who believed that in you and almost demanded that from you, right? And I think for all of us, we have a responsibility to be positive to our kids so that we can help them learn how to create that positive mindset because the world is not going to teach that to them. No. It's going to teach them, you know, the opposite in a lot of ways, uh, unfortunately. So, all right, so you go on. Another thing I found very interesting, uh, Tina, about yourself and your husband, Billy, was you guys came out of a pharmaceutical industry background, but then you realized that really wasn't your calling and your purpose. So tell us a little bit about that story. Yeah. So um, I was an, I'm an attorney and I was in litigation for many years. And then I left that crazy lifestyle just so that I could be home with the kids more and spend more time. But I still wanted to work in some capacity. And my husband, Billy, was working in our family pharmaceutical business. And so we were a distributor for um, you know all hospital pharmacies. And um, I started doing legal work for them, but I was able to have a much better work-life balance. And so, um, so after being in the industry, you know, was when we first started, we were like, this is awesome. You know, we're delivering these life-saving medications to people. We're making a difference in life. We're making people's lives better. And, and then after being in the industry for a while, we just sort of started seeing that, you know, the focus was on treatment. It, there was never a focus on prevention. There was never a focus on nutrition, you know, and we, we saw overprescribing of medication. We saw that with some of our own relatives who, you know, one relative comes to mind, she had one particular issue and went on a pharmaceutical and then that medication caused stomach issues. And then she went on stomach medication and that caused skin rashes. And, you know, it's like, before you know it, she was on 12 different medications and wasn't getting any better. And so we just, we were like, gosh, there's, and we saw like, we, we saw some of the abuses in the industry where people were getting prescribed medications and really didn't necessarily need them. But, you know, there was pressure from sales reps and things like that. So we just, we just felt we weren't doing our life's work anymore. And so we sought out to do something that was more in line with who we were. I mean, I do, I would say like Dr. Wayne Dyer really was a teacher for me in that. I was really, um, everything we would read, uh, my husband and I both would read his books and it's like, we really need to do our life's work. And we didn't feel like we were doing our life's work. And so we li- didn't live our lives that way. And we were very natural, um, as, not as natural as we are now, but we are, you know, we were very focused on trying to stay away from antibiotics and things like that as much as possible, really trying to eat healthy. And so um, we just, we, we took a different direction and we changed our path and did a lot of research and um, research into the natural health industry. And through that, we were able to license these exclusive strains, um, probiotic strains. So, And that was the impetus to launch your company, right? Just Thrive? Absolutely. Yes, it was. How long ago was that? Um, that was six years ago. Okay, so so you you, you guys aren't uh, you aren't rookies at this anymore, then? No, no. Well, the one thing I want the audience to catch and not miss what you said was, you were your why has always been to make other people's lives better. Yep. And and you were doing it through one vehicle before, but then you you were called your why hasn't changed. Right. Your 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 what has? Absolutely. And, and I think that's so important for people is when they understand that their purpose, their why piece of it, they can find their way. They'll navigate their way to the what that eventually really gives them affirmation and purpose. Right. Right. And so you, you guys launched Just Thrive 
and tell us about the order. I'm sure it just, I'm sure like every entrepreneur, you, you, you built the website in, in a couple of days, you turned on the, the, the shopping cart, you threw the probiotics in the, in the, in the inventory and you just became multi-bazillionaires overnight, right? Yeah, that that's works? exactly, the, <laughs> that makes me laugh really hard actually, Jeff, because, oh my God, because honestly, that is what I thought was going to happen. Cause I thought we knew the research behind this product was so incredible and, and we knew it worked. We saw people getting better on it. Was, it was incredible what we saw. And we thought, oh, this is going to be great. People are just going to, you know, buy the product. And, and that's absolutely not what happened. You know, it was like, oh, there's a whole marketing aspect to this. I didn't know about that. And then there's a whole, you know, there was just so many, you know, inventory and managing that and, and cash flow. And there were so many aspects of it that I didn't learn in law school that I didn't learn, you know, I mean, we knew a little from the pharma business, but that wasn't, I was, didn't start that business. So I didn't know all the details there. So, um, we basically just, you know, I, I was cold calling really, I was cold calling health food stores and I was fortunate enough to meet a whole bunch of incredible health food store owners who were really, really educated employees. And they would, you know, they were like, really this, I always thought the probiotics in the market didn't make sense. And I, I, now I understand what you're saying. This makes sense. And then, and then we'd get another store and then another store. And then all of a sudden we were able to start attending masterminds. And then we started learning more about marketing and, and it's been such an evolution. I mean, and then we learned about culture and hiring people, which has definitely been the most rewarding part of this. I mean, no, the most rewarding journey is seeing how it's helping people. But I loved, we have loved building the culture around our team. Um, that has been such a surprise bonus in this in building the business. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about, educate our audience on, because I think so many people are unfamiliar with every, I think most people will tell you, yeah, we shouldn't eat processed foods. And yeah, things have changed a lot since Jeff, since you grew up eating food off the farm. Um, and, but I really don't think it's made that big a difference in our health as a, as a society. I don't think people really understand uh, the science behind uh, why you guys are doing this with probiotics. Can you give us a little bit of a, yeah. of, a of an education on that? Sure. So the Human Microbiome Project was launched by the National Institutes of Health um, about 10 years ago, and it told us more about the gut than we ever knew before. So we are 10 times more bacterial cells than we are human cells, and we never really were giving our bacterial cells much attention. And now we know that virtually every single disease out there is associated with an imbalance in your gut. So most people think of, you know, your gut health as relating to your digestive issues like gas, diarrhea, bloating, constipation, all those types of things, um, acid reflux. And yes, those are absolutely related to your gut health. But what we're finding out, what we've found out is that your skin health is related to the health of your gut. Cancer, diabetes, um, Alzheimer's, dementia, um, all autoimmune issues are all related to the health of your gut microbiome. Uh, mental health, you know, people don't associate anxiety, depression, that type of thing only with, you know, or they don't associate with your gut health. And yet it's directly related. There's something called the vagus nerves that connects. It's like the, you know, the communication superhighway between your gut and your brain. Um, and so there's, it's really hard to find any health condition that is not tied to the health of your microbiome or your gut, the bacteria in your gut. And so there are a lot of things that we do in this world that are huge offenders of our gut. Um, the food we eat, I mean, our food is loaded with glyphosates or Roundup. We know that Roundup is a huge offender to our microbiome. 
microbiome. Um, we know antibiotics are huge offenders to our microbiome. It's not to say that we would antibiotics save lives, and I would never dispute that, but antibiotics taken on a maintenance dose, regular basis, um, or antibiotics when you really don't need them. You know, these things are all wreaking havoc, havoc on our gut. Stress is a huge, huge offender to gut health. Um, sugar, huge offender to gut health. So we are living in a society that is really, uh, you know, really not conducive to a healthy gut. And yet we know our gut health is responsible for virtually every aspect of our overall health. Mm. I, I really do think, I think this is one of those topics that the average person in America, probably in the world, just really has no idea. Right. I mean, and the other thing, like 80% of our immune tissue is found in our gut. So 80% of our immune system is found in our gut lining. And yet, no, you know, nobody's talking about taking care of our gut health. You know, it, it, it's, it sometimes gets me a little bit upset, you know, because I'm like, we need to be taking care of our gut health right now more than ever, more than any time we've ever had to. But we've become a, a society and a culture that looks for symptom relief, not to your point earlier, not preventative actions, because sometimes it's a knowledge gap, right? But other times it's a apathy gap. And, the, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, right now this, our culture is built, the path of least resistance is fast food. And I think one of the interesting things that's happened with this coronavirus is unfortunately for restaurant owners, but fortunately for most family units, they're having to go back to the, the basics and they're cooking food at home again. They're having meals together again. And not that they're always the, the healthiest either, but they're probably healthier and one yeah. step in the right direction. So what, what kind of steps can we take? I, I know that Just Thrive, you guys have a really advanced and, and um, proprietary probiotic that you can take to supplement your diet with. Uh, and I want to learn more about that, but what just general tips can you give listeners from a healthy eating standpoint that could help them do something starting today. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, and I'm so glad you brought that up about eating healthy. I was just on another podcast and I said the exact same thing about this is a gift in this. There's so many gifts in this situation. And despite all the bad that's happened, there are so many gifts. And one of which is that people are cooking at home more. And that is just a preferred way. I mean, it's such a healthier way to, we're, we're staying away from the, you know, canola oils as much as can and the corn oils and those types of things. And we're eating, hopefully people are cooking with olive oil and cooking healthier. So I think one of the big things is just eating less processed foods, like you said, trying to eat at home um, and eating more vegetables. I don't say fruits and vegetables. I really say vegetables because people sometimes think they could eat fruit and that equates to vegetables. It's not. We need to be eating a lot, you know, a lot of vegetables, um, four to five servings at least a day, which is hard. It's really hard to do. But I think, um, but the other big thing is mindful practices. You know, what, whether it's meditation, whether it's deep breathing, whether it's yoga, whatever it is that you need to do, but just to really practice mindfulness because mind, like I mentioned, that communication between the gut and the brain, it's a two-way highway, you know? So the brain will also send signals to the gut. So if we start practicing mindfulness and meditation, whatever it is, prayer, you know, going to church or, you know, doing online church right now, whatever it is that we need to do, um, but really focusing on your mental health, I think is really important because they go hand in hand. Um, and staying away from sugar, a lot of it, unfortunately, you know, I hate to say this to everyone, but alcohol too is a little bit of an offender. I'm not saying never to have it. And I, I'm not saying that I haven't been having it during this time, but um, just to be, you know, honest here, but it's, it's just, I, I would definitely know that that's a, another offender of gut health and really try to eat organic. And I know that that's cost prohibitive for a lot of people, but 
the glyphosates that are found on food are actually worse than antibiotics. They actually only target the beneficial bacteria in the gut. So um, we really want to try to eat organic as much as possible. Um, and then, of course, you know, doing, you know, the taking a probiotic would be hugely a, a spore-based probiotic, which is very different than the majority of probiotics on the market. We had uh, a few episodes back, we had the CEO of Vitamix on mm -hmm. Uh, Jody Berg, and she was awesome. And, uh, you know, listening, learn, learning their whole story. And it, it got me thinking as you were talking. So during this time, my wife has gone bonkers. Uh, honey, if you're listening, we love you uh, she, <laughs> on, on her, on her, on her juicer. And so we've been, she's been making like all kinds of vegetable fruit concoction medleys that we've all been drinking now for 30 days. And so maybe she, maybe the, the, the quarantine has been long enough to form a new habit in our house. Yes, I know. That is awesome. I, I mean, and that's what I keep, I keep waiting for somebody on the news to stand up and say, put out more vegetables, you know, for your kids, you know, let's stay at, we limit your sugar. No one's talking about this. I mean, very few people are talking about it, but this is such a time to make a huge change in your diet and your immune system. Because like I said, 80% of our immune system is found in our gut. This, our immune system is really the only thing we have right now to fight this virus. And so we need to be supporting our immune system by our diet choices and our lifestyle choices. Yeah. And I mean, and ironically, and not surprisingly, the people who are struggling the most with the virus have been people who have compromised immune systems. Right. 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 So doesn't that tell us to be supporting our own immune system? Right. right. Exactly. So the, uh, the company, so just thrive, you guys founded it six years ago. Now you partnered with, uh, believe, um, a physician or it was a researcher over in, in the UK. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Dr. Simon cutting out of London university, Royal Holloway. And you were able to basically have this proprietary spore for your probiotic. Um, tell us why your probiotic is, is so good and how it works. Well, one of the biggest problems with probiotics on the market is their ability to survive the gastric system. So when you take a probiotic, a lot of times they're refrigerated. You know, you see them in the refrigerated section, like a probiotic supplement would be refrigerated. And the idea is that you want a live organism. The problem is that by definition, it needs to be alive in the intestines. It doesn't need to be alive in the refrigerator. It needs to be alive in the intestines. Well, most lactobacillus and bifidobacter strains, which are the strains used in the majority of probiotics on the market, are very sensitive organisms and don't ever make it to the intestines alive. The gastric system, the stomach is very acidic. It's known as the gastric barrier for good reason, but we don't, we need probiotic strains to get to the intestines alive. Um, the spores, which are the strains that are the type of strains that are found in Just Thrive, are not endos, they're not um, mushroom spores, they're endospores. So they have this spore like shell around themselves that naturally protects them to get to the intestines alive. So they're actually dormant in the capsule and you swallow them, they're dormant, they get through the stomach, a dormant. It's not until they hit the intestines that they take their shell off and they go into their live vegetative cell state. And, and when they're there, they start to read the microbial environment and they are there for about 21 to 28 days. So it's a much, much more effective approach to a probiotic. And then in addition to that, it actually or it, um, I'm sorry, it produces antioxidants. So once it, these strains get there, the one strain, Bacillus indicus, actually starts to produce RDA levels of carotenoids. So alpha and beta carotene, lycopene, lutein, astaxanthin. So not only is it this potent probiotic, it's also this nutrient production uh, pr producer of um, antioxidants right where they need to be absorbed in the intestines. So the biggest difference is survivability. In order to be a probiotic, it needs to survive 
survive. And the majority of probiotics have been tested by third-party labs. And, and everything we do is backed by science. We have a double blind, a published human clinical trial published on leaky gut. We have, um, we just, we're all about research and science, which is elevating the standards in the supplement industry. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so for what the simple farm boy over here heard you say was a lot of times, even if you're a probiotic believer, you you might be buying probiotics or trying to think you're getting enough probiotic in your Greek Greek yogurt or whatever the case may be that, that aren't making its way past the gut into the intestines where the probiotic really needs to be active in order to make the difference. Uh, and you guys have figured out a way through your delivery mechanism with the right combination of the spore to get past that barrier into the intestines so it can do what it's meant to do to help facilitate not just antioxidant, but all the whole, all, everything that it does. So did I, did I get that right? Yep, you absolutely did. Yep, that's great. And the only thing I would um, maybe change or clarify is that um, we didn't really do much to, these strains are the same type of strains that were found in our environment that our ancestors used to get. So this is the most natural, like it's nature's truest form of a probiotic that we could get. So we haven't done any engineering or anything like that to, you know, make them survive. This, these are, these strains by nature were meant to survive. These were the same strains our ancestors consumed. I got you. Okay. Excellent. So now can you give us, give the audience out there some, maybe some before and after stories, a couple where people that have taken your probiotic have really change, something changed within them, whether it's allergies or whether it's just general health. I'm sure you guys have loads of those stories of at this point. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, because of FDA compliance and stuff, we aren't able to make any of those claims. Um, but, but I will tell you the claim, like the things that we have seen that I am allowed to say is just the more energy, you know, I mean, that's huge people, you know, more regularity. I mean, that's the biggest thing people will notice is just more regularity. Um, whether you have gas or I'm sorry, if you, whether you have diarrhea or constipation, you, it, you still need, what that's telling us is that there's an imbalance in your gut going on. So we see people who have, you know, had relief from those types of things. We've had um, people with, um, I mean, like I said, skin issues that clear up. It, it's incredible. People having a better mood, you know, they experience better mood. Um, I mean, my God, we see it all over. I mean, the stories never get old. We see, we speak at a lot of autism events and we see kids that are on the spectrum who have, they have a lot of gut dysbiosis. I got a lot of gut imbalance and they start sleeping better. They start going, you know, having better bowel movements, um, better mood, just functioning better. So it's, um, it's certainly not a cure or anything like that, but it is it, when your gut starts to improve every aspect of your body starts to improve. And it's, it's pretty incredible that people don't think I have a skin rash. Oh, you know, sure. Take a topical cream. That's fine. But what's causing that skin rash or, you know, what's causing, um, my diabetes or my hypertension, it's your gut imbalance that's going on. So we need to get to the root cause of it. And then of course, like hypertension, it's maybe a lifestyle change and you should be changing that. And so there's just, but there's also just, we have to, it's like ground zero. Gut health is ground zero for your overall health. So we've seen some life's changing stories. It really, it really is making you know, me think differently about, you know, diet and health and, and, looking at things differently. Cause you're right. I think we always look at what's happening and looking at the symptom that I'm having and then trying to figure out how to prevent the symptom where this could really go a long way to 
to actually preventing it from happening in the first place. And I think just bringing awareness to this topic is is probably going to help a lot of people out there today. Now, you have one other area I want to ask you about as we if we begin to close. And because what I love about it, this is your your pat this is your passion. This idea of changing people's lives by helping them live healthier lives by understanding this. But you also don't stop there. Tell us a little bit about Vitamin Angels because I love this. Yeah. From a, from a philanthropic standpoint, what do you guys are doing with that? Yeah. So Vitamin Angels is an amazing organization and they deliver life-saving vitamins to um, moms and children in undernourished countries and countries that are, um, you know, just don't have the same type of nourishment for their families. And so we have supported Vitamin Angels since, almost since we launched. It was really important for us to um, give back to an organization through every purchase of Just Thrive. And so we, we've supported Vitamin Angels for, my gosh, probably four or five years now, almost since we launched the product. And um, it's, it's been amazing. They're just a great organization that's literally helping pregnant moms and helping babies when they're born getting all of these life-saving, medica- or, um, life-saving vitamins. That's amazing and good for you guys. And, and I know a lot of the audience knows this, but my youngest daughter, we adopted from India. Um, and you know, she's seven now and we went over there years and years ago and I was just taken aback by, we were in a very remote village and you can tell that this from a nutritional standpoint that they weren't getting anything close to what they needed. So this, this is such a powerful way to help serve all of those areas. So I think you guys are, it's like in 74, 75 different countries and, uh, mm-hmm. what an amazing, amazing a way to, to go be above and beyond your why, right? To help yes, absolutely. Do that. So tell folks where they can actually learn more about you and about the company and about the probiotic and even, even about, you know, the idea of how they can help with vitamin angels. Where, where can they go? Yep. Yeah. Um, just go to justthrivehealth.com. Um, that's probably the best place. It's our website. We've got lots of information. One of our big core values in the company is empowering people to take charge of their own health. And so our blog posts have a lot of great information, um, all research-based and um, different things that could help you, you know, do live your best life and really make a change in your health and, and maybe take a different road than you're on. And what about social media? Can we find you guys on social media? Yeah. Oh, yes. On Instagram at Just Thrive Health and on Facebook at Just Thrive Health also. That's that's great. And so I encourage everyone to go out there and check it out. If nothing else, go educate yourself yes, more on please. this. And, um, and and Tina, for you and your family and for Billy, just you know, all, all of our best. We really appreciate the fact that you guys are bringing awareness to an issue that I think could have a huge implication on changing people's lives out there. So thank you for what you're doing. Oh, well, thank you for what you're doing. I appreciate your platform and the invitation to be here. All right. Thanks for joining us. Hey, friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you wanna learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life. We've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.